Hey, this is Jeff Maciolik with Plop Productions. Just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for a good example of what kind of sound quality you can expect from Plop Productions or from Mondays, this isn't the show to listen to because Mark was doing a remote session and so his track sounds like crap. That's the technical term for it. You know, us sound engineers call it crap. Um, you can listen to the other people and you probably should anyway because, you know, Mark's a jerk and you don't want to listen to him anyway. from mondays.pop.com it's mondays with your host carl franklin this is jeff maciolik in the studio with carl nicholas active nick landry mark miller richard campbell kirk webb and michelle larubustamente introducing show number six go ahead and animate me what the hell do i care mondays is produced by pop productions providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www.pop.com and now the man who spent all weekend landing on titan carl franklin yeah baby and of course it wouldn't be a show without a regular cast of nerds thank you jeff Oh, no problem. El Supremo nerd there in the sound room, Jeff Maciolik, ladies and gentlemen. And out there in British Columbia, uh, Richard Campbell. What's up? Dude. In Los Angeles, Mark Miller. I'm actually in Washington State right now, man. All right, but you're usually in Los Angeles. I'm sorry. That's all right. From Washington State, Mark Miller. (laughs) But I'm from Los Angeles. Try to catch up for that one. Get it right, man. Yeah, from New York City, active Nick, Nick Landry. Uh, no, no, no. Not New York City. Manhattan, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck all you guys, man. Come on, Carl. From, right, man- man. from Manhattan, Nick, active Nick Landry. How are you doing? Doing okay. <laughs> and uh, joining us a little bit later on the show will be Michelle Larubustamante with stunt musician Spotlight. And uh, how are you all, all you guys? Nick, how are you doing? We haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah, that's true. I actually spent my holidays in Montreal. Going back there to see the family, see friends. It was pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Actually, it was kind of a bummer, though, because you gave me a call on my cell phone, and uh, you were in New York City while I was in Montreal. So That's that, true. That sucked. Yeah, it's true. I was in New York and thought we would hobnob a little bit. But yeah, I mean, Montreal was nice, of course. It was freaking cold, as usual. Right. And uh, it's kind of a bummer, because now that I'm back in New York, and um, I know that it's a lot warmer here, and I figured, well, winter is going to be a breeze here, because, of course, for a Montrealer like me... I'm used to much harsher winters. But I realized today, because today's been a very gray and dreary day, that uh, for every time it was snowing in Montreal, here is freaking raining. Yeah, I know. Especially and, and right on sucks. the coast. And then add the, 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 the wind and the wind tunnels in Manhattan, and you get a bad result. And the umbrellas flying all over the place. Every time it rains and winds here, you see every street corner, there's a trash can and a pole. And you're going to see like eight umbrellas right. at least trashed in there in frustration. I, I actually was walking through Manhattan once, and uh, it started to rain. And I was with my wife, and 
uh, these two guys came around the corner with an armful of umbrellas and said, umbrellas, 20 bucks. <laughs> and we, uh, we trace, you know, then there's this vendor standing outside the souvenir store, scratching his head, looking down the street at them. And I sort of put two and two together. I said, did those guys buy those umbrellas for you, from you? He said, yeah. I said, how much did they pay? He said, a buck. <laughs> no, you see, but that's stupid because uh, all the New Yorkers know that you can get an umbrella for a buck. So they, of course, they're cheap umbrellas. Well, but, there's a lot know, of tourists. Well spent buck. Yeah, there's a lot of tourists from out of town that don't know that. So there's free. Enterprise yeah, of course, right if you're there, on man. Times Square, you know, and you and you want to get the tourists, you can always do that. But that w- it would never work downtown. Another New Dude, York man, story. That's a great money making opportunity for you, Nick. <laughs> yeah, really. Think about it. Screw yeah, consulting. well, then, that was part of my dream. You know, moving to Manhattan and selling umbrellas. How are you, Mark? You know, I'm doing pretty good. You have actually caught me in a rare, mature moment, I think. Oh. That can't be good. Sorry, man. I'm just like, you know, I'm just, I was thinking about, you know, some of the stuff I did uh, over the weekend, and I'm uh, feeling a little bit uh, of remorse about it now, I guess. I want to know if that's related to your crack habit. Oh, man. You know, speaking of which, man, you know, I know that we talked about some of the bad things about that, but there are some good things. Yeah. Related that, that, that have come up. Like, you know, as an example, it's, it's it's revealed to me some of my hidden powers that okay. I didn't know I had. Like, really? as an example, I ah. can fly now like little birdies. Really? Yes, I can. Wow. And it also That's I've quite also, amazing. Do you need a cape? Uh, no, no, actually, I don't. I'm gonna and after the show, I'm gonna do a little flying. Okay. Don't don't start don't start at a at a high floor. You know, just you know, practice from from low altitudes first. Yeah, like a foot. Sure, yeah. that's right. So you're literally getting high. Ah. So, so anyway, I'm in a, I'm in one of these rare mature moments. So I'm, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. How's Canada, Richard? Canada's great. All, all eyes on uh, on Saturn and Titan right now. Huygens mm-hmm. uh, doing its thing. Yeah, uh, it's cold as hell in Vancouver. Of course, for Vancouver, that means actually below the freezing level of water. Right. Uh, <laughs> not like the rest of Canada, which is really cold. But yeah. uh, for us. A week's worth of that is, is pretty much suffering. But uh, we're all looking forward to the rain this weekend. You have the same soil problem we have, like ro- lots of rocks, right? Oh, yeah. From the glacial deposits of yesterday, yesteryear. Yeah, I live on a great big marine pile. You've seen the boulder out front of my house. Right, right. So, uh, by the way, guys, I'm an idiot, and I haven't followed the news at all. So what's the whole Titan thing? Oh, my God. You're kidding me. No, what a geek are you? Titan is a giant monster that was around before Zeus came along. That's right, and he was. No, I know, I know who Titan is, the god, and I know there's also a planet called Titan. Right, because well, they're all named the, after the uh, folks. After. The folks at NASA launched uh, like some sort of robotic device to land on that old giant god. It's a and moon. Explore him. Uh, Nick, a moon. Yeah, it's a moon of uh, Jupiter, right? Saturn. Or Saturn. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not not a planet. Yeah. Not a planet. Well, okay, not a planet, but a all moon. right. So, oh, all right. so something landed on it today mm-hmm. and and sent back about two hours worth of data oh i see before, it here on msnbc nice before something happened to it. i don't know what happened to it they lost contact with it or it flew around or something what happened to it richard well there were the only thing that actually went wrong with huygens is that it had two transmitters and one of them broke so they huh. only got half the photos they expected in one particular instrument i can't remember which one now uh, was only transmitting on the broken transmitter, so they've lost the data for that. Probably too freaking cold, 300 degrees below zero, something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, but the, some of the photographs show uh, some kind of sea and a shoreline, but we're guessing that that sea is probably liquid methane. Right. 
<laughs> Frozen. Hey, I see Carl waving hello here. It wasn't wasn't like the last thing they showed. They transmitted like a little green hand reaching over for the off button. <laughs> I thought it was a ticket for no re-entry without a license. <laughs> wait, wait. What is what is that meeting? What, what is that? Is that a Canadian thing, Richard? A re-entry. No re-entry without license. Right. I feel like I'm under a rock now. What does that mean? That that's space humor. You would you would. Uh, I, I yeah, thought I'm it was sorry. I thought it was Bill Gates, uh, you know, uh, announcing Longhorn. So, <laughs> Jeff, how have you been this week, man? Oh, I've been I've been all right, except for uh, except for some interesting stuff with eBay. Um, really? Which isn't you know it's not very exciting. I'm just gonna go on a brief rant. You here. know, I told you not to respond to those emails that say they need you to update your account information. Oh, and didn't ha, I tell you that? Ha ha! You didn't listen to me though, man. Ha ha ha! No, my my complaint about eBay. It's not about eBay, and it's not about any phishing attempts that I'm getting like that. What it is is people selling shit on eBay who don't have PayPal accounts, and and demanding right, checks right. from specific banks. Forget well, you it. know, I have Bank of America, man, so it would be best if you did a cashier's check at Bank of America. So that, what are you doing? You know, are you buying pot on eBay again? Yeah, I'm buying pot on eBay. You're, you're buying from potheads, man. I'm buying pot on eBay, <laughs> crackhead. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm actually buying old analog synthesizer gear. So these are, you know, they may be potheads because, you know, it's like rockers from, you know, the, what, the early uh, 80s. What synthesizer gear are you getting? Uh, I'm getting a Roland SH-101. I'm getting a Korg Electribe ER-1. I'm getting a, uh, I'm trying to get an MC-202, but I'm having no luck. And I've got an Oberheim DSX on the way, which is an old 8-track wow. CV sequencer. Which is just weird stuff. That's control voltage. That's before MIDI. That, they actually changed MIDI. They used to, you know, trigger uh, sounds with with different voltage levels. Really cool. I wanted to buy an R two D two. So, are you starting a band, Jeff, or what? I am a band. He is a band. Oh, really? We haven't played any of Jeff's music on any .NET Rocks, but and I don't know why. Because I've asked him to. And no, none of my music has gotten played on DNR or Mondays, and there are, there are some reasons for why that. Don't you, why don't you play one of your tunes, man, right now? Go ahead. Actually, no. I, I think it's all fake. I think he just wants to have a band so, it's get, actually so that pretty he can good. get interviewed by Michelle. No, it's actually pretty good. Jeff, go ahead. Oh, really? Download one of your tunes, man. I got I to gotta decide, you know, like... Oh, while you're deciding, I'll tell Ooh, you a story. pressure now. <laughs> while you're deciding, I'll tell you a, a preschool hell story that's happened to me over the last couple of days. I, uh, you know, I have a two-year-old daughter, and she goes to preschool two days a week. Uh, those are the weeks that um, my wife works. And so I went to pick her up uh, last Friday afternoon, and it's about 4.30. And I go into the preschool, and, you know, they're sitting. All the kids are sitting. It was about eight kids, and they're all sitting at this little table that's about a foot off the ground eating their graham crackers and, and drinking their apple juice. And having a snacky wacky. So I walk in to get uh, Clara, my daughter, and they all look at me like I've got three heads. You know, they're staring up at me like chewing stops. They have that blank stare on their face like the deer caught in the headlights look, and they're looking at me like I'm from outer space. Well, they're you got those other scream. two heads removed, right, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I did. Actually, I got those head, head away cream, and that took care of it. That was the most surprising thing, man, when those things popped out of your neck, man. <laughs> Well, anyway, so I, I began to feel a little uncomfortable by this. And so, you know, being the sort of jokester that I am, I said, hey, hey, kids, you know what I think I see I, over there in the microwave? Yes, I do. I think there's something in the microwave. And I open up the microwave and I bark like this and close the microwave. And I look back at them and now they're looking like there's a dog in the microwave. 
and I open it again. And I go, and I happen to go woof, woof, like that, you know, and and then they're looking at me, and then a couple of kids start cracking up, right? So, and then it's, most of them are just like wondering what the fuck is this guy doing? So then I put my hand in the microwave and make a movements and sound like I'm getting electrocuted, like <laughs> like this dog is chewing my hand. <laughs> And the two, and the two ladies that are running the daycare just fall on the floor, pissing their pants, laughing. Right, and a couple of the kids are laughing, and my daughter's laughing, saying, "My daddy's silly." And I look over this one little girl, Aurora. She starts going, <laughs> and she's yeah, there's always a whim in the group. Is she crying? She's crying. You're She's inconsolable cry, right now. I feel like shit. Dude, you should wait till they're older before you make them cry, man. I know. <laughs> I'm such a jerk. I like to make the kid. I, I like to when they're a little bit older, you know, so they can remember that event for the rest of their lives. <laughs> I, I well, used anyway. to. Uh, my uh, nephew, when he was a lot younger, was a Boy Scout, and they had a uh, competition for uh, what is it called, the Pinewood Derby competition. Uh huh. This, this is a crazy thing that, that uh, rural kids do in America. They're they're in the Boy Scouts, and they uh, they uh, have a competition where you have to carve a. Um, a, uh, a derby car, and you can give it some wheels. You carve it out of wo- wood, and uh, you can paint it and stuff like that. And whoever's the fastest wins. Wow! And and I was determined to make all the kids cry and you know destroy them, and and also to do it in a way that was you know maybe some people would think this might not be ethical, but you're not you're not allowed to like put a motor inside of it, <laughs> and drive the wheels, things like that. Um, but what I did is I I, uh, I created a car that had a a, a, a propeller. On the top, and a and a and a propeller was mounted on a uh, on a piece of wood, and uh, uh, and if you gave it to somebody, they could spin the propeller propeller and just felt like it was kind of there's a little bit of resistance, but it was essentially free spinning. Hmm. Uh, then inside the inside the um, the Pinewood Derby uh, piece, I completely carved out the inside wood. I put in a remote control device uh, to turn on the uh, to turn on the motor, uh, <laughs> which would spin the spin the fan to propel it, and uh, uh, which because that was not against the rules. And uh, and I put a, a battery in there and also a mercury switch so that uh, it was configured in such a way that I could turn it on by rocking it back and then rocking it forward. Uh, and uh, and I entered that in the oh and the other the only other challenge of the whole thing is the whole thing has to be six ounces. You're all about deception, aren't you? And I was to some degree, I suppose that's true. Yes, and and I I took the um, because it's uh, limited to six ounces. I I kept I had the, the wood was so effing thin. Oh, and by the way, the um the the the, the propeller was mounted up high in the back. And uh, it uh, was was mounted on a on a kind of a, a round, kind of a carved round bit of balsa that was totally hollowed out, and 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 so there was essentially a motor down the bottom, and the whole thing was connected with a rubber band up through the top. This all thing was hidden right underneath the wood, and uh, uh, and. Uh, oh, the thing was is that it had to be under six ounces, and the whole my all my stuff was like six point one ounces. It was all it was just over. So I was doing everything I could to rip you know, to, to shave weight off of that thing. I was drilling this, th- drilling out the wheels. I, the wheels had three spokes. I only could only do three wheels instead of four. So I had one wheel up in the front and the center. Uh, finally, I get the thing down to like six point zero 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 zero, you know, two ounces or something crazy like that. And I enter it in. They measure it, you know, and I'm sweating. But I notice <laughs> when they measure it, they 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 turn it in such a way that it. Uh, uh, turned on the battery. I could see that when it turns on the battery, the uh, the propeller kind of kind of kind of snaps to a position, right? It goes 
snaps to a position. Uh, and, mm. uh, and I was like all totally panicked because once they check it in, you can't touch it. So I, of course, reach over the thing and I grab my car. I lift it up, you know, point the nose down and set it down carefully so that the, the battery's off because I don't oh, want the batteries God. to drain before the race. So anyway, I'm like, uh, you know, uh, wringing my hands together in, you know, my t- typical evil fashion, ready for all the kids to cry. And, you know, my wife, of course, is hating me during this whole time. And uh, we go to the to get to the thing. It's my turn to race. Uh, we go to put the thing piece up there. And I noticed that the, um, the, the track that the course is on has got a, uh, a piece of wood in front that's, that stops your car from going, and then they drop the wood down. Of course, they drop mm-hmm. the wood down through a slot that's right in the center of the track. Oh. And if you recall, I said I had three wheels on my car, right? Oh. Well, the thing drops down. My fan kicks in. I hit the button in my, 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 my pocket. I'm all excited. <laughs> the wheel drops down into the thing and gets stuck, and the fan's just spinning. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even get off the starting line, man. So anyway, Best laid I know, that plans. Was, you could probably cut that whole story. It wasn't very funny, but it was, you know, it's just it's the kind of thing I do. I like, was right there with you, man, all the way. I was with you. All right. So anyway, the kids were all like, you know, laughing at me and pointing. But I'll make him cry next time. <laughs> just I'm just waiting. I'm biding my time, waiting for my my son, who's like five now, to be getting Boy Scouts. And, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm afraid of back. that day. I'm I'm very afraid. Hey, I want to know what you guys think about this. I've got this issue here of Windows Server System Magazine, uh, October 2004. So it's a little bit old, but um, I was picking it up and I was reading the editor's note here by Mark Capel, executive editor. And I want to know what you think of this opinion. Uh, why a web-based Microsoft Office is a great idea. Mm. Well, because it isn't. <laughs> yeah, that's my reaction to you. But listen to what he says. Yeah, so this is great. So you can spend like two hours working on a document, but then you suddenly you hit the back button and you lose it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's a whole new way for Word to crash. <laughs> All right, you know, let, me read, they, they, let me they, read a little bit of I don't think they realize that, that part of it. You might want to... Put that one in there, Nick. Let so he basically makes the the uh, you know the, an, an argument that PCs suck and web is great, and then he talks uh, actually about Office and he says, "I see three business models that might be successful selling Web Access Office, which I'll dub WAO, which already exists on other platforms. Right. First, Microsoft would license WAO, and he wants to basically extend, uh, you know, what they've done with." Uh, you know, Word and Excel to all the other Office apps. Um, you know, it could license WAO to its customers in a manner similar in that it licenses other servers such as Exchange or, or SQL Server. Uh, WAO could have floating user licenses that would be capped according to the license agreement. Perhaps Microsoft would allow occasional overuse. Now, there's a solution. Or perhaps the software would be licensed using a pay-as-you-go model. Second, Microsoft could enter the retail application service provider business and rent WAO access to users directly. There are several precedents for ASPs offering Office-like functionality. One is HyperOffice, and that's what you're talking about, Jeff, uh, which offers collaborative functions similar to Outlook and Exchange over the web for $6 per user per month uh, with and less with quantity discounts. And strikes me as a sweet deal. So... So essentially, let's think about the other uh, office applications. Well, Outlook is one that you could possibly do because that's basically web mail and centralized contact management and that kind of stuff. But Access? Oh, yeah, sure. Access, that'd be great. <laughs> Isn't that just basically MSDE or SQL Server? I mean, Access? Does that work as a web app? 
Access now doesn't even work over the web. I mean, that's not going to work. That's not what Access you know, is all about. Access it's all about client data. Getting credibility right now. Can you imagine Access Web or Web Access? That'd well, be yeah. horrible. They'd be laughingstock. It's just not... It's a client... Well, as opposed to now where there's such serious developers? No, that's what I just said. They already don't have any credibility. So now they would just be like the, 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 the shit of the industry. Uh, well, anyway, um, it, even that aside, I mean, it's just a client-side, client-heavy application that doesn't really work. All right, so what else do we have? PowerPoint? What? Yeah, I have well, to log on to the internet to show you my slides. Yeah, that'd be great. What? Are we really going to drag and drop movies into a web browser and upload them to the web? You know? Here's the thing, Carl. Right now, I think these these web applications offer more to the publishers than they than they do to the customer. I totally agree. In in other words, it's you know I think they're looking for a way to 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 offer value to customers and hoping that customers will buy into it. Right. But you know if they can if they can. Uh, you're not know, looking for a way to offer value to customers. They're looking for ways to collect money that's every it. month. That's well, it. That's it. Richard, man, you I mean just nailed offer it. Offer values is if they. I think they're kind of desperate to figure out a way to make this this medium of delivery seem valuable to customers. Right. That's kind of what I meant. Yeah, that's exactly um, it. Because I think right now, I think customers are saying, well, you know, was it, why do I want to have this additional, you know, burden Cost, of having yeah. to be connected and pass information back and forth, you know, between you and you know when I'm right. working, you know, in your product, et cetera. You know, when I don't have that burden right now, if I just install a CD. Right. Um, I, was, I was reading that Half-Life 2, if you uh, – Install that. Part of the install deal is the the source engine requires you to go do this kind of uh, you know uh, thing where you bind the product you know through the internet onto your hard drive. Mm. And uh, uh, I was you know it's the same kind of thing. It's it's a it's a big hassle, but people that doesn't add any benefit to people, and it and it really only punishes the people that are your real customers that are good. I think. Right. Now I have Half Life Two, and I've done this little jump. But the yeah. other thing that they require you they require you to do that if you want to play online. Oh, really? You it's don't have to do it if you just want to play the single-player game. Oh, well, that's nice. Okay, that's good. I have my – I was – I'm like – I'm here at Microsoft, and I, you know, I can't – I guess I can't really, really reveal too much information, but I'm working on, our, on, a, on a project for, um, uh, for our company, and uh, it, it's compatible with another product that uh, is at Microsoft, and I'm not going to say which one, but um, previously I was uh, under the impression that it was going to be released – during a certain month, and now I have a, another impression that's going to be released uh, like uh, five or six months later. And hmm. uh, because I'm working so hard on this stuff, I my 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 date with Half Life moved five months in the future. In other <laughs> words, I can't play with it. I can't I can't play Half Life until the product's out. Well, let me get back to this idea of software as a service. I actually installed. I actually installed. Um, um, what is it, McAfee virus scanner a couple years ago when, you know, the whole software as a service thing was a big buzz and application service providers. And essentially I had been using Norton Antivirus, which is great. You pay once and it completely and automatically updates itself like automatically every time there's a new update. And it just constantly keeps your uh, software, your, your system free of viruses or tries to anyway. So, uh, so I download, you know, McAfee, and it's this subscription thing. It's like, you know, okay, go ahead and buy it. So I bought it. I paid him 20 bucks or whatever. And then like a couple months goes by, and it stops working. And a dialog box, box comes up and says, okay, well, you know, we've kept your uh, machine clean of viruses for three months now. Now it's time for you to pay us some more, and yeah. we'll keep working. 
It's like, is this a good idea for the clients? This is freaking extortion. That's what that is. That's not, you know, that's not a, well, a the benefit. Thing is, an, anti- an antivirus is actually a cheap software. So you're usually just paying like 50 bucks or 40 bucks and then you don't want to pay any more. But if it's an office suite, which is more expensive, but it only costs you 10 or 20, or 20 bucks to get into it. There, it could become more interesting. Yeah. See, Carl, I think it's only extortion if the antivirus software says, well, if you don't pay all those viruses we caught, we're going to release them. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose extortion is a, is a pretty strong word. but Oh, no, it's extortion. <laughs> I bought a piece of software. The software works. Now you're taking it away from me. Right, right. Because I need to pay you again. Yeah. You know, the only thing missing is Guido with his big hammer. <laughs> hey, it's like it's like that Star Wars Galaxies game that I play. I mean, I, I paid sixty bucks for the game initially, but I have to pay fifteen bucks a month to keep playing it. Now we see there's a, there's actually a service involved there. You're going to no, their servers every time you play it. It's amazing to me that they charge you for a game you cannot play unless right. you for unless you pay the monthly fee as well, and that right. that takes a lot of nerve. Yeah, certainly does. No, I agree. But I mean, the, the Star Wars Galaxies. If I stop buying the, if I stop paying for the account, I can't do anything with yeah, the, it. The game is useless. It's, it's garbage. The game is useless because it has to be online. I have to be connected to servers. Although they do have a team of twenty plus developers working every week, like every day, and providing new content, new features, and new things. So yeah, there is value to the service. It's not just saying, "Well, this is the same thing, and uh, you enjoy it for three months, and we're going to pull the plug in three months, but we're not going to give you any value." Yeah, we're going to take away the value you had. Like I can, I can buy into a virus software where you got to pay for the updates. But if you don't, if I don't pay for the updates, don't take the product I already had away from me. Right, exactly. I mean, it would have been okay if that's the way things have been since the beginning of time. That may be okay, but you know, now that you, I mean, it's you're basically taking away functionality. That's not good. Well, anyway, uh, now it's time for Mark Miller to talk about and tell us all the names he's been called this week. Yes, this is my public service to the people. That's right. Well, I'll start with, you know, by the way, as soon as I get my segment, I want my music too, because I'm jealous. I want my music. All right, you got it, man. Let's get a segment first, dickweed. Yeah, <laughs> let's, yeah let's have a segment called Nick Coughs Into a Microphone. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> how about, no, how about- no, people can't hear me coughing because I've been muting myself every time. You can hear me because it's a conference call, but every time I cough, I'm muting my, uh, my mixer. Oh, Jeff, thanks you. Uh, yeah, as long as there's no clicking when you do that. Can we also? No, no. I'm a- just, I'm just taking the 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 level knob and put it, dropping it to zero, and then putting it back in the middle. Yeah. All right. And then that's well, that's gonna get put onto the segment called Nick spends 45 minutes setting up his mixer after screwing it up and delays the start of the show. But now to Mark. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Mark. All right. So here's some names I've been called this week. Um, you, you know, some of these are names I think you've probably heard before, but it's true they they're real names I was called. So I'm. I'm going to put them out here. Okay. Um, the first one is, is, I think, a really, it's a nice, simple name. Um, uh, and it's, you know, it's something that you could use at Disney, too, if you wanted to. And it's, uh, <laughs> and if you got in trouble, you could kind of uh, maybe figure out a way out of it by invoking some of the alternate uh, semantic uh, invoca- or meanings of it. <laughs> okay. At any rate, uh, the, the, the name is Tool. That's the <laughs> name I was called. And the, the sentence, it was used in the sentence, Tool. Like that. <laughs> that's, that's the context of that sentence. So that's that's one of them. The other one. Now this is a real unusual. I hadn't heard this one before, 
And, uh, you know, I don't really have a, a good explanation as to why it makes terrible sense, but it was uh, donkey-ass liquor. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I've heard yeah, that one before. That's <laughs> Wow. As in the phrase, donkey-ass liquor, like that. That's how it's used. So you actually, no. I remember like a few shows ago, it was monkey butt sniffer. Yeah, <laughs> right. no, that was, that, so you yeah, sniff right. monkey's no, this, butts, was, and now you lick donkey's ass. Yeah, what's no, going no, no, on no, there, no, Mark? you got to understand something. No, no. The thing with the monkeys, I dropped my contact, all right? A contact had popped out, and I was looking for it, and I was at the zoo. And from a kid's perspective, it might have looked like that's what I was doing, but I was just looking for my contact. <laughs> all right. So so tell us the story behind the donkey ass liquor, huh? How that are you going to explain that one? It was just, I was in a car when they said that. Oh, okay. There was, was no donkey ass involved. at the time in the car, but I was in a car. What led to it? Nothing, man. I don't know. It was just like somebody said it. It was a guy in the back seat. People just I, randomly was, call you names. With, he was upset. They just, they just want to make no, no, the no, show. No, no, no. Right? He was pissed at something I was doing. I think he didn't like the way I was driving or something like that. All right. Well, anyway. No, sorry. Sorry, man. I wasn't. Yeah, it's, okay. it's just people that are looking for their 20 seconds of fame because they want to be mentioned on the show. I because, suppose. Boy, I wish. That would be cool. I'd get more, more material. Okay. Now, this one, this is actually a name in the past that I was called. Um, uh, and actually, it's not, I don't think it's really an insult. It, um, um, this, this is when I worked in a translation company. And um, all the folks that were from Argentina at the um, uh, translation company called me El Stupido. And that means honored <laughs> friend in uh, Argentinian or something. Like yeah, I'm sure. So anyway, that was what they called me. <laughs> El Stupido. El Stupido. Come here. You know, like it's the that. title of honor. There were, there were two others, but I was thinking I'm, 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 I'm uh, not sure if I'm going to be having anything for next week. So I'm thinking maybe I'll keep those other two for next week. You think that's okay? Or do you want to hear them? Go for it. You want to hear him? All right. Um, the other one was, uh, and after I just closed my list of, of things right here. Hold on. The other two are, uh, come on. Here we go. Uber incompetent fuckwit. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, is from, this is from a guy in, in Germany, I think. Hence the Uber. Were there umlauts? Yeah. <laughs> I want to know if there were umlauts. Yeah, I was going to say, Uber has an umlaut, which is those two dots on top of the U. I mean, Uber, the U has it in Uber. And uh, and then the other one is pseudo-intellectual nerd turd. <laughs> and, and this guy was just being pompous, I think, when he said this. I don't think he meant it. I don't think he knew what it, knows what that means. What does it mean, actually? I, uh, I, yeah. I, I think it means honored friend. <laughs> Okay, hey, uh, so those are my other two. So great. Now I'm stuck for finding totally new names for next week. I'm the sure. Problem is, I'll help you call out. Me names, but they're just things you've already heard. It's like I'm like, yeah, yeah, move on when they say these things to me. Uh, Dave Groves, a listener in the UK, sent us an email. He said, uh, Carl, Rory, Karen, Richard, Active Nick, Dickweed Mark, Jeff the Jerk, Michelle, Bust the Piggy Bank Open. Try this concentration test. At www.shrinkster.com slash 35 Oh, this thing. You know, I did this, Carl. And I was like, I was on this site for weeks. <laughs> I, I, I saw the whole now. mail trail, but since I was busy with a client and everything, I, uh, I, I forgot to actually look it up at night. I think this. I think this site is is is. I think it's one of those one of those 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 tricks where you can never ever pause. It's not possible to click on the cup right. that has the ball in it. That's what I think. <laughs> I actually I disagree. I actually got the ball with a cup on my first try there, Mark. Did you oh, really? Man. Yeah, I did. I I'm not kidding you. I tried like 40 times, and yeah. I couldn't <laughs> get that ball. Well, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I guess you're just not very good at concentrating. No, but right? I'm serious. Like, what are the odds? One and three each time, right? Forty times. I was thinking, no way. It's impossible. 
40 uh, times. I guess maybe your odds are a bit better, one in three, if you're actually watching Well, the you, you may not have won the award for concentration, but you, you certainly uh, did best for perseverance and, uh, you know, enjoying the test, I guess. But they, they, you know, they totally tricked me, man. They used a different, like, video, like, you know, every once in a while. Really? And I'm like, what? That, that, didn't, that didn't happen to me. I guess really? I didn't play with it enough. Because you went only through one time, man. Yeah. That's ah. a good point. I guess if I only went through one time. Well, no, I, I made just, my girlfriend do it, too. I just didn't think that test was very fair. You know, if you started listening to this conversation in the middle, it'd sound really, really dirty. But. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I'll have to prove that later, I guess. Awkward silence. I have no idea what you guys are talking about because I, I never went to the site, but it just gave me a flashback of a um, of a game that was told to time waste to probably rule my company two two years ago. I was working for this uh, company in Montreal, consulting firm in mobility, and uh, somebody sends me an email, and uh, it was called Spank the Monkey. You guys ever seen this? <laughs> I think I have seen that. I guess I can shrinkster it or something so you guys can uh, so that you guys can see it. I'm it, personally it was just against hilarious. abuse of monkeys, man. <laughs> I'm against this kind of capital punishment on monkeys. I thought you were worried about monkeys taking over. Well, you know. That's, that's why too. he's saying it. He doesn't want to get on their bad side. There, look, there are different sides to the issue, and I'm, I'm capable of, uh, of straddling both sides of this issue. You straddle hey, both you sides know, of the monkey of, issue? <clears throat> no, guys, okay. Speak, I, I, you guys, you have to see it, because I, I just shrink shrink. It's at E-Bomb's world. It's, a, it's at E-Bomb's world. It's one of the uh, flash things there. Yeah, well, I guess there are copies all over the place or something. Because right. you take a hand and you spank a monkey, and right. it tells you at which speed you spanked it. I got 92 miles an hour, That's man. the ordinary spank. <laughs> yeah, so so if somebody wants to see it, I've shrinkstered it at uh, shrinkster.com389. I just got 174 miles an hour. But the cool thing is that if you hit 200, you you hear cool music. Oh, yeah, 278. Wow. Nice one. Yeah, but you need to have music, though. That's the thing. Okay, well. So that's cool. So you're like, you guys are online, and you're playing this game, and like people are saying, hey, what are you doing, man? Say, I'm spanking my monkey, man. That's right. I'm spanking Back my off. monkey. That's hey, right. you know, in speaking of terms, I learned two new interesting vocabulary terms today. These are, these would, I'd fall these under the, cat, or file these under the category of terms you really don't want to go look up on the internet okay. if you don't know them. All right. Um, and I'm, I'd be interested because if you guys knew them, because I had never heard these before. And uh, one of them was a Cleveland steamer. Oh, God. And the, Never second, heard of it. the second one was a rusty trombone. I don't know rusty trombone, but I'm very familiar with the Cleveland steamer. Uh, so, all right, so explain uh, it to I'm us. I'm not, uh, so what is it? Oh, okay. God. Okay, re- well, these are oh, both, I, apparently, as I understand. Now, here's the thing. This is one of those things where it's like, you know, the, the context of this is, you know, uh, somebody says, you know, the terms, they were, they, were, they, were, they were listening, they saw some show or something like that, and they heard these terms mentioned, and they looked them up or something like that. And I said, well, what do they mean? They said, look them up. I said, I'm not going to look them up. You tell me, you know, just tell me. And so it was the kind of thing where I was, you know, too terrified to what I might learn or see or mm-hmm. whatever, because I'm really trying to, to keep myself sane for my, you know, later senile years. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, the uh, the Cleveland steamers appear. So they're both sexual acts, is what essentially what they are. They're they're they are terms for sexual acts that are probably not going to be in like the Kama Sutra. Okay. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the the first one is uh, the Cleveland steamer is apparently one where uh, uh, someone spit it out. Someone man. makes a steamer on you. <laughs> oh no! That would be the way I describe it. Now, see what you see? What I mean, I, I didn't really want to oh. explain them. I just wanted to say, you know. And there are variations on this. Some people consider the only true Cleveland steamer to be across the chest. 
Oh, you're you're not talking about what I think you're <laughs> yeah, talking about. Yeah, we are. About. We're talking about steaming, man. Steamy, oh. steamy pile of, hey, I'm doing a session later on oh called God. Amazing Tales of Pooh, by the way. <laughs> oh, God. And this is not one of them. Oh, this is not God. One of them. Okay, I just got it now. Good Ugh. Lord. So... So 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 this is like one of these crazy things, and then the other one is uh, what I call it. It was called a rusty trombone. This one I'm just afraid to even say, man. Um, but but remember the first one where the first name was called the donkey ass liquor. Okay, it involves like the second two words of that, I suppose. Okay, okay. I guess that's where the rusty trombone part is. If you can imagine playing a t- trombone, that's what like if you if you're a guy, that's what the other person is doing. Oh, to you. I see. Oh, Oh, come on. <laughs> so anyway, I thought I'd, you know, I thought I'd brighten everybody's Thank day. You Thank so anyway, you for educating us, man. So anyway, when I heard this, I was like, I was like, that is disgusting. Like rusty trombone. I go, yes, that it is. is disgusting. And then I immediately picked up the phone and called my wife and, and scheduled an appointment for just, just for exploration purposes. Yeah. Oh. I know what I want to do on Saturday. Yeah. Hey everybody and welcome to another Stunt Musician Spotlight. Today with me I have After the Tragedy and this has taken us back to metal, which is something I really like. I'm going to show my age when I talk about my experiences, but back to the point. We're going to first hear one of their songs from their old and new CD because they did a remake and that is Selby's Escape.
what? Rock music just makes me want to scream. So that is After the Tragedy, Selby's Escape. Welcome, guys. Hey, how you doing? Hey, um, introduce yourself maybe one at a time and tell us what your role is in the band. Okay, I'm Joel and I'm the lead vocalist. My name is John and I play guitar. Cody and I play drums. I'm Aaron and I play bass and also I'm the sexiest member. <laughs> well, there you go. That's a title. So talk to me. Tell me how you guys got together. I know that uh, some of you are newer members, right? So just give me a bit of history on the band. Okay, well, uh, after the tragedy started from another band called 7,000 Years, the, uh, me, the lead singer, Joel, and the bass player, or the uh, guitarist, John, we were in another band called 7,000 Years. It was more like punk ska. Uh, we're um, kind of ashamed of it, so I don't even know why I'm telling you this. But anyway, I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, and so that band broke up. And through that, we just got got back together and decided to do something completely different and brand new. And then we, we formed After the Tragedy in August of 2003. We recorded a five-song EP about a month later. And we've pretty much been writing that for the past year. We just recently re, uh, finished recording the full length. And that is going to be out in about a month. In a couple months? Yeah. Should be, it should be about a month or two. So that's fantastic. And uh, what would you label your band in terms of the genre of rock? I've got my own idea on that, but you go first. Um, I'd say it's more like screamo, um, screamo hard rock. Hard rock, not metal? Um, no, I don't think we, we could be called metal. Yeah, I think you can. Metal is a joke, but... Okay, uh... wait a minute. What about, what about uh, what's that song that's all screaming? You got a stained glass expectations. Yeah, that's more like a, I guess that'd be more like a post-hardcore, maybe. Screamo. Yeah? You go, give me a scream. What would you call it? Give, give me a scream from that song. Give me like just one <laughs> scream. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> No. no, that's not that's all it. You get. <laughs> that's all I get. I got to finish the interview first. Maybe it'll warm up. So they got to they gotta slap me around a bit. Kind of oh, okay. Yeah. What do you think about before you sing a song like that, right? If you want the real scream, you're going to have to, you know, I have to step in the other room and they have to kick me a couple times in the gut, you know. Get me you just wake up one day and... and <laughs> you just wake up one day and say to yourself, you know, I got to stop screaming at people in the hallway, so I think I'll start a rock band and then I'll scream. Started in the car. I was just driving around getting angry at people and I was just screaming and it's so loud when your windows are up and you just start going deaf so you know you realize that you get on a stage you can scream in a mic and everyone else has to hear it and you don't have to yeah and it, it makes a difference exactly to the world really they like it so you know yeah exactly in their face. <laughs> well I think you guys are, are I mean obviously it's rock but I think it's it's in my opinion I'm thinking back to things like you know I'm going to show my age Judas Priest Iron Maiden you've got a little bit of Rush in your voice you know Getty Lee yeah, a little yeah, bit of that, that. yeah well, the 80s yeah well yeah exactly the 80s we were, we were pretty much born when in you 80s. were just born <laughs> yeah so we're looking at 82 here Right, exactly. But I mean, which who are the bands that influenced you the most? And maybe each of you has some other to offer to that list. But okay, well, when we first started, um, I'm kind of speaking for the guitarist here, John. But him and I were really influenced by East Chicks. Actually, they're really some of the the first band that really wanted us to start playing because we heard that their first album they recorded it. Uh, they wrote it when they were all in high school, and so we were when we were in high school. That's when we started our first band, and we got really excited. Uh, just hearing about that, that they were so young that they could do such a good project. So we, right. were, well, we can do that. Well, just like Britney Spears, right? Yeah, well, that's what we were going for in the first time. <laughs> we're not that innocent. Yeah, we're not that innocent. So, 
It'd be really cool if you opened for her one day, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, we're, we're aiming for that. Because you know she's not so innocent. We would like to scream in her face. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to screaming in her face one day. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so is your last name Tragedy, Joel? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. I was, I was born with a very tragic name. At this. And so... Excuse me. And so the name of the band obviously came partially from that, after the tragedy? You know, after my last name. It, it makes sense, right? Right. So how did you form the name of the band then? What happened there? Well, it's actually um, it's actually about how in everyone's life at some point they always come across some kind of drastic tragedy that either that it doesn't necessarily make them look to Christianity or any certain religion, but it makes them at some point look at some kind of faith and makes them some kind, somehow want to believe like in a, something. Like a death in the family. Like a death in the family or right. some kind of accident. And at some point it makes them just think about life and that yeah. there's more to life than just them. And so really it's just about that. And it's about it's not about um, just one religion or just one belief, but it's about um, just that, just turning to faith in something. And so that's just what we want to press on people. So we have our own beliefs, but we're not gonna we're not gonna shove it down anyone's throat. No, of course, and that's pretty deep, though. You know, for uh, a young band. So yeah. I have to say, I'm impressed. So um, let me ask you a couple other questions. Like, for example, right now in the independent music scene, who who do you think is the most influential? I mean, do you pay attention to that scene in terms of? Uh, I guess bands that have sort of made it to the level you're trying to get to now and somebody you've admired who's kind of gotten gotten what you are trying to achieve? Yeah, I think uh, we really looked up to Spoken, who I was talking to earlier about. Yeah, right. Um, along the way, they were actually from Fayetteville, and they just recently, they signed to Tooth & Nail Records, I think it was last year, and we've been looking up to them quite a bit um, uh-huh. here recently. So they, they've been a big influence on us and on our music. And anybody else that you can think of? Uh, well, we're good friends with Ed City Burn, so we really look up to them, and their live show is just incredible. So, mm-hmm. if anyone's listening out there, uh, check out Ed City Burn, and if you get a chance to see them, do it, because they'll, uh, they'll, make, they'll make you crap your pants. <laughs> yeah, they're just freaking awesome. Cool. And, oh yeah, I know what I wanted to talk to you about, your, your website. Yeah. So, I go to the website, and it's www.afterthetragedy.com. For our listeners, you go there. Okay, now really quick, anybody who's listening, what do you see? So it's like an ink blot, right? It's been labeled as a woman's period, just, uh, you know, captured on paper. No, we're just kidding. It's a it's a blood splatter. It's a blood splatter. That's what I thought at first, but then after a while, I looked at it a little longer, and I saw a crab, and then after a little while longer, and I'm not sure where this came from, I saw a red-faced man pointing to the right with a white hair smoking a bong. And yeah, that, 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 that might be it. the one. That's the most popular one. I usually see the Kool-Aid man uh, dancing um, in the Red <laughs> Sea, but, you know, whatever, you know, it's whatever you see, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, sort of like ink blots. I was thinking maybe some psychiatry might be in order, you know? Yeah. They could probably use yeah, that. You know, I, I think I'm okay. Yeah. I think you're crazy, but I think I'm okay. <laughs> so, Aaron, you said you were uh, the hottest member of the band, but I always thought the singer got the chicks, so tell me about this. What's well, going on? I have been told by uh, many a people, both male and female, that I just happen to be the sexiest member. <laughs> They're all like... <laughs> um, not sure why that is, but yes, it is. it seems to be true. 
<laughs> well, I don't care what Joel said about you earlier. I think you're okay, Aaron. Hi, thank you. It's all about the hair. <laughs> it's all about the hair. And and what about the rest of you guys? Like, anybody got a story? Tell me the funniest thing that ever happened to you at a show. Like, I don't know, some chick coming up or whatever. Um. Well, the other day when we played at Vino's, I was uh, walking through the crowd. And this girl who I had never seen before, never talked to, just kind of grabbed me around the waist and asked me if I had seen the picture she took at a recent show. And mm-hmm. I just kind of stood there just, you know, <laughs> amazed at who this person was touching me who I've never seen before. And I just kind of was like, um, no. And I just walked away. Because <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. You or- walked away. Okay, so we got to work on your follow-through here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. It's one thing to get them, another thing to take them. <laughs> okay, anything else you guys want to add to this? Like uh, your new your new album's coming out really soon. How are you pressing that? Who's working with you on, on getting that recorded? We're, uh, we, we got it recorded at Blue Chair um, in Austin, Arkansas, and we're really proud of the recording. We had it mastered by Loudmouth Mastering. And we plan on sending it off to Monster Merchandise for uh, pressing, so should be looking pretty professional. Excellent. Okay. Any advice you want to give the other uh, bands out there that are sort of from the independent music scene and trying to make it? Quit now. <laughs> quit now, because then you'll be the only one and you'll be That's rich right. and famous? Quit now, because we're on our way. Yeah, exactly. We don't, we don't need your competition. You're just going to rail everyone over, right? Go home and cry and, you know, do your thing. Play basketball or something. It's more fun. Well, I definitely, uh, I like your music very much, so I'm looking forward to uh, recommending it to our listeners so they can grab a copy of that next CD when it comes out. I guess it'll be posted up on the website, right? Right. Yes, it will. So, afterthetragedy.com, pretty easy to remember, and uh, I guess we'll go ahead and listen to your a song that's coming out on the new CD, a... Um, the one I've chosen to play here is uh, a castaway. Right, yeah. So, check it out. Take care, guys. Thank you. Thanks for calling.
Well, you know, Nick, you're, you're, uh, you, I know you've been sort of distracted with the holidays and your parents and coming to visit and, and visiting them. Yeah. And, but um, I want to talk to you a bit about what your plans are for, for the bits. I mean, what happened was a couple of weeks ago, I think it was before Christmas, actually, I, um, I went a little doing a little research on portable audio recorders. And I found this really good one by, I think it's an M-Audio, isn't it? The, the, the one you sent uh, me? Ederol. It's an Ederol. No, it's Ederol. Yeah, which is essentially Roland. And it's a flash recorder that's about the size of, I don't know, maybe four packs of cigarettes side by side. And, I don't um, know. I don't smoke, man. Well, I, it's been a while for me too. But it's, it's maybe five, six inches square and maybe an inch tall. Yep. And it's got stereo microphones built in. It's got no moving parts. It's got no electric you know, motors or anything like that. It, it burns uh, to a flash SD card, uh, and, and it'll record in various formats, MP3. I think it does WMA. It's a I think compact it does. flash, if I remember. Actually. Yeah, it's a compact flash. That, that's not an SD card. You're right. Yeah. And, uh, and it'll record very nicely. So I went and I, I tried it out, and I, the whole reason that I ordered it first is because I want to make sure it would work. And work well for you know. I wanted to make sure it had a, a, a setting to adjust the record level so that you didn't overdrive it, which is a problem with some of these devices. Yeah, especially uh, since I've got a loudmouth. Yeah, so so to test it out, I went walk, went walking down State Street here in New London the other day. Well, it was a few weeks ago, and I went in to see a friend at uh, Harbor Realty, which is a realty company that he owns, and uh, just to sit in on him. And and well, this is. This is sort of what happened. Hey, Rob. Yeah. How, how you doing? Good, good. This is Sam. Hey, Sam. How are you? Hey, Scott. How's just that walking around? Yeah. Yeah, yep. I'm doing a show on the internet now called Mondays. Yep. And we just, we, one of the segments we do, we just walk around and talk to people. Uh-huh. Cool. So can I ask you guys a question? Sure. How about Sam? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What do you think of our president? Ooh. President Bush. Well, I was hoping he'd lose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why? He put a shit. <laughs> <laughs> him and his whole cabin. Yeah. What, yeah. What in particular makes makes him full of shit? Because uh okay, first I go back to the first Gulf War, you know. Okay. Is he drunk or what? No, he's just old with no teeth. They said he would piss off with Saddam Hussein because Saddam Hussein tried to have your father killed. Right. But Bush Jr. never did discuss about how many GI lost their life in the first Gulf War, you know? I mean, so what made him father? Well, I don't think that his father's life is no more important than and the GI that lost their life in yeah. in the first Gulf yeah. War. Yeah. And then another thing, <laughs> before the before they before Saddam Hussein got found in the hole, you yeah. know, hiding out. Right. <laughs> I saw in the news where Saddam Hussein, he would know how he'd be in front of his group of people with he would challenge Bush to a one on one duel. Right. So why did so since Bush is such a NRA man, yeah. well, y'all belong to the NRA too, you know, oh, on life member, yeah. why didn't he take 
Saddam Hussein up on the gun door. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, they can have it televised by satellite TV. Right. How? Yeah, ready, ready to uh, shoot in. You, you know? think we could have yeah, really killed him? <laughs> you think Bush could have gotten away with that? What? Killed Saddam Hussein? Yeah. That way, execution style, that would have gone over okay? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you think so? Because... You don't think, like, the religious right would have been all up in arms about that? No, I don't think the religious right would be up in arms about that. Yeah, they'd be cool. They'd yeah, they'd be, be cool. They'd probably now that I think of it. They'd probably love it. Yeah. Yeah. Kill the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Be the liberals that so would be upset. You, uh, you're an NRA member? You're Republican? No, I'm Democrat. Democrat, but you're an NRA member. Hey, I'm a socialist. Yeah. Okay. But you know about, like, Democrat <laughs> about the... Here you go, Jeff, one of yours. Oh, ha, ha. Socialism and all that. Yeah. Because, because there's a lot of nonsense goes on, you know? Yeah. Like uh, Cheney used to belong, he was the CEO of some group. Yeah, I forgot right. the name of it. Halliburton. Yeah, okay, so how can they bid on the gasoline? It's ridiculous. You know, with nobody else in conflict of interest there. Right, nobody allowed to bid. That's right. Nobody else is allowed to bid. It's bullshit. Right. And so, you know, I mean, how could that happen, you know? Yeah. And the way I heard, that your room, I heard, like, the gasoline, what's the name that, Halliburton? Yeah, Halliburton. Okay, they charged They're the, the, basically, they're rebuilding Iraq. Right, they, they, they charged the government over $7 right. a gallon for gas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so how much gasoline y'all hear about? <laughs> this guy knows the shit, man. Dollars, yeah. Okay, yeah. so how can they charge $7 a gallon? They're also, they have contracts to rebuild the infrastructure, oil pipelines, everything else in Iraq. They're basically the company that's rebuilding Iraq, more or less. Yeah. So what about, um, they always ask the question, are you better off than you were before? Are you better off now than you were before he got an office? So. Yeah. I don't think I'm better off. Yeah. Mentally, I'm not better off. Could you say that about Clinton? Were you better off when after he was done with his office? Yeah, because I mean, well, you know, like I'm, I'm retired, you know, yeah. so I don't have to worry about income right. too much, you know. Right. But I think overall, I think Clinton was better than he was. He, Bush. And we don't care if he got a little woohoo on right. the side, right? Everybody <laughs> what's that, man? That's Everybody get a little whoopy on the side. Yeah, get a little whoopy. Hey, what's wrong with woohoo? Right. I, I think that was his platform, like, too, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's nothing compared to, like, blowing people up and getting... Well, Clinton didn't play the trombone, he played right. the saxophone. What would you rather do, get a little whoopy or, you know... Get, get my head blown <laughs> off. Get your head blown off, right? <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. All right. Well, man, thanks, Sam. Thanks a lot. Yeah. All right. Good talking to you, man. So that's kind of the the kind of thing that uh, we're hoping that uh, you'll be doing down in New York. Obviously, you're you know, uh, we have a limited supply of characters uh, in New London here, but I'm sure you'll be able to find some. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like three and a half right there. Yeah, he was great though. You know, he sort of hangs out in the in the in town around. He's a retired old guy, no teeth and horrible breath, but you know, he's he, he's got it going on. Sam. Yeah, well, the way that I want to do it is to have like a special theme. Like the first one, it would probably be about politics. Probably, where I'm just gonna go for random people out there and ask them a bunch of questions. And uh, of course, if some of them go on a rant like this, then uh, we'll just yeah. record and use what we want. Sure. Hey, you know but, what, Nick? Uh, I think I think it would be fun in the middle of the interview if you interrupt the guy. And say, excuse me, and then you hand him a breath mint. You say, could you use this for a minute? Your breath's kind of stinky. <laughs> That's okay. I just want to. You just, just like want to get me killed, man? Do you? 
Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Just say it in the middle, just for fun. You know, throw them off. <laughs> yeah, so I got a whole bunch of ideas, you know, for uh, different themes that I want to do. So the first one would be politics, and the other ones, well, I guess they're going to be surprises. I can't... Uh... You're going to come at this from a single guy's perspective, though, which, you know, you, you provide a very valuable service to the show. You're like the only single guy, uh, except for Jeff, but he has a girlfriend, but... Oh, yeah, he's ha, got a girlfriend. Ha, ha. She'll be gay soon enough. Yeah. You're really the only, you know, happening swinging dude on the on the show. My well, actually, sense tells this is... me she's turning lesbian right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just as we speak. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Actually, d- d- just a quick preview because this is one that I can't wait to do. But I'm gonna wait until I've done a few ones so that I can, uh, you know, get the ropes on how it's gonna work on the streets and everything. Sure. But one that I want to do is a theme where I'm gonna interview girls on the street, and the theme is gonna be how can geeks date hot chicks. Okay. Yeah. No, because it's true. I mean, sometimes it happens and, and without necessarily money. Okay. And I want to get advice from hot chicks on how they could be attracted to geeks. And you think and this what, is going to be what funny? What can geeks do to be more interesting for hot chicks? And you think this is going to be funny? Oh, no, I'm sure man, we can. It's, a value, it's valuable, though. Yeah, okay. Oh, of course. This, this, this survey was funded by the Stephen Hawking Foundation. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> no? All right. No, well, anyway, going to be a good one. Anyway, Richard. Thirty-nine speakers in my living room. NASA complains about the sonic boom. Ten-foot high screen. Richard, the toy hey, boy. Buddy. I want to hear about some toys, man. Let's geek out. It's been too long. Uh, it's going to be a tough week. Because, you know, CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, just came and went. Yeah. And so there's been serious toyage out there. Uh, one of the toys that was announced, which is uh, one of my favorite companies, is ViewSonic. Yes. ViewSonic's finally making a uh, big LCD screen, uh, which is a uh, 24-inch diagonal screen, native resolution of 1920 by 1200. Wow. Which, you know, you got to love it. So it turns out, I went and looked into the screen, that it's actually made, the uh, the screen part is made by Samsung. Samsung is pretty well owns the 24-inch display space, and they're making the displays for themselves and for Sony and for ViewSonic now. So I went and ordered one of the uh, the Samsung ones because I got to have it, you know? Big <laughs> screen, good. Small screen, bad. Right. Right. So that, that's one of the things that came out of CES. But the big thing that, you know, the guys who've really scooped CES better than anybody, I think, are Apple. Apple yeah. knows how to market because goodness knows they don't know how to build equipment. <laughs> And uh, one of the big, big things that they've got out there is this new mini PC. Have you heard about this thing? Yeah, definitely. uh, I heard of this. Yeah, it's called the Mac Mini. And actually, I shrinkstered it. It's shrinkster.com slash 385. So this is Apple's new Mac Mini. And it's, it's a teeny little machine. It's like two inches by six inches. It's in a white box, shocking, with an Apple logo. You can pretty much, you know, imagine they, if they ever do a special preview of any Mac product, it's always a white box with a with an Apple logo. You know, it could be anything. Now, you know, this is and it's four ninety nine, which blows my mind. I mean, a well priced Macintosh, five hundred bucks for a Mac. It's compact, good looking, clean line. Still doesn't have any software available for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're precious. You gotta Isn't love them. Cute. And there are companies out there that have grabbed onto this thing. They're mounting them in cars. So you can have software, you know, a machine with no software on it in your car, too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Great. 
Anyway, what I find fascinating <laughs> is they're basically selling it without, they're not promoting keyboard, mouse, and monitor with it. I really, really think they're targeting at the existing PC user. Like, look, unplug your PC, put this little thing on top of that big, ugly beige box, plug right. your PC in, right? It's got a USB <laughs> keyboard and mouse and a regular VGA adapter yeah. or DVI, and off you go. No, no software. Yes, your machine doesn't crash anymore because it's not actually doing anything. <laughs> so while I was running around mocking the uh, the Max, a friend of mine sent me another link to uh, you know to sort of jab at the whole Apple market. Go to shrinkster.com slash three eight six. Three eighty six, huh? Three eighty six. Uh, it's an ad. It's a it's actually an image, but it's an image of an ad. But take a good look at that. It's called Announcing the Apple Eye Product. <laughs> Apple Eye huh. Product. You'll buy it and you'll like it. Because hmm. some people like anything that's made by Apple. Doesn't matter what it is. And that's actually what it's about. It's not about anything. Richard, you think they're overreacting a little bit about the success of the pink iPod? I uh, people get a little jumpy about it. I mean, there's obviously better versions of the iPod out there. Right, other companies making products that are are higher performance and less money, and yet yep. everybody wants an iPod. Yeah, well, everybody who doesn't have a clue. <laughs> not that you know, not that the iPod's a bad music player, but I mean, was it you or uh, Stephen Forte who told the story about his daughter or his wife with a pink iPod? What was well, that? It was his, it was his girlfriend Kathleen wanted a pink iPod, but the kicker was Tim Huckabee's story. That's Tim's. Uh, yeah, that's right. What I'm talking about how his his daughter wanted a pink iPod for Christmas, real right. bad. Right, and, and kept pounding on him, but he's like, "No, I'm not dropping three hundred bucks on a on a <laughs> on a music player, you know, no matter what." And right. then he gets a uh, an MP3 player given to him by a customer. Right. You know, so suddenly he has his MP3 player. So he brings it home, says to his daughter, well, look, here's his MP3 player. You can have it. She says, I, is it pink? He says, uh, no, it's gold. He says, well, I don't want it then. I, I think it was actually an iPod, wasn't it? But it was gold. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, it was an uh, iPod. And he says, honey, I got you an iPod. She says, is it pink? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's, it's, this is like talking to women about cars. Yeah. Right? Ooh. Hey, my girlfriend does her own repairs on her cars. Jeff, you're yeah, a but special she, she person. Probably name a model. It's more along the lines of the, <laughs> you know, Bob and Sue bought a new car. What kind of car is it? A blue one. <clears throat> Richard, stop, stop for a second there. Uh, Jeff, your girlfriend does her own repairs on her car? Well, I help her out. Okay, I smell another lesbian, man. She's a dyke. <laughs> oh, dude, that's just wrong, man. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I mean, like two months tops, that's another lesbian. <laughs> so I got to say that, that the iPod kind of reminds me of this friend of mine, or not really a friend of mine. I was chatting with some of my friends online, and this guy's, you know, I'm like, oh, hey, tune into Mondays. Listen to Mondays Live. So this was very recently. He's like, oh, I would, but I won't be able to run Trillion while I listen to the MP3. And I say, what, are you, what kind of computer are you using? I can listen to MP3s my Pentium 120. He's like, oh, you know, it's a Pentium 266 laptop. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And he says, yeah, I'm running Windows XP on it. And, and I said, why? Ooh. And he says, because I don't like any other versions of Windows. So oh. I guess the point is that people are willing to sacrifice their experience for the aesthetic design of what they use. Not even mm. the usability, just mm. the aesthetics. Wow. Pink iPod, Windows XP on a you Pentium know, 266. It goes back to this whole issue of style versus substance. And I was, I've been complaining lately that I feel stylish. Like, I don't have any style. I, I, I spend so much time concentrating on the utilitarian aspect of everything that I do 
that you know style just like goes right out the window, right? And and this is exactly the the opposite issue, the opposite problem where you know it's the it's not the for, it's not the function that people are so concerned about. It's the form, and if the Purely form isn't style. there, yeah, hundred percent style. That's all that matters. And I think you know somewhere there's got to be a balance, but I'm certainly unbalanced in the other other direction. Well, I've known you were unbalanced for some time. <laughs> well, I can true. tell you that here in Manhattan, there's a lot of people with style, but absolutely no substance. Yeah. All right. For all of you substance over style guys, shrinkster.com slash 387. Okay. <clears throat> it's the ad to go alongside the previous Apple ad. That, by the way, that wasn't an Apple ad. That was a third-party spoof. It was a fake ad. ad. Fake Apple yeah. ad. Really? I was still say, like, uh, oh, great. Fake, but I really thought these were real. <laughs> oh, this is the same company. Great. Same company. <laughs> yeah. The it's joke. called Apple Haters United. I like that. I like that because, like, duh, they totally suck. <laughs> <laughs> Apple Haters Unite. That's it. I said it sucks. Apple products. La, 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 la. I'm not listening. <laughs> All right. So you got you to gotta explain who the pictures are. The pictures are of the Dell guy. What was his name? The the, the annoying kid on the Dell commercials Dude, who got fired for smoking. A, yeah, who got bo- fired for smoking a bone. Uh, Bill Gates, Steve Ballmer, and who is that? Lance Armstrong. Who is that? Some... It's not Lance Armstrong. I have no idea. I don't know who that is, but he frightens. Oh, me. that must be Raymond Testa. It looks like Woody Harrelson. No, I think that must uh... be Raymond Testa, the angry and bitter man who was quoted in the previous quote. Okay. Yeah, that's great. We'll have to hope. A life they balance you each other out nice, really nicely, do. though, right? Two ads side <laughs> by side. On one ad, you have you yeah, have the, uh, the Apple side of things saying, you know, your life <laughs> in a small plastic case. <laughs> and on the other side, it says, a life. You have one. You really do. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. I've come to realize that I have to do at least one Japanese toy every show now because the Japanese just make me happy. They're so strange. You know, so you, you should actually use that out of context. <laughs> Just like you do. <laughs> Shrinkster.com 388. Only in Japan can you get Sweet. a USB-powered nail file. Whoa. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? Comes with seven different buffing attachments. Uh, it looks like a marital aid. And a USB cable. Well, that, if you if it is a Merrill Aid, you're using the wrong end. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Plus that the right spinny, end. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that spinny like bit could get painful. Okay, so if someone explain to me the USB part. That's what powers it. It's USB powered. It's just power, um, that's all. Yeah. So it collects data from your nail filings and uploads <laughs> them to your computer. There you go. Hey, you know what? I got a. Uh, I have a. Uh, speaking of collecting data, I have a, uh, a, a shaver that actually collects data on my shaving on my shaving habits and tells me when I need to clean it and when I need to charge it. And 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 I'm like, I'm, I feel like my appliances are starting to get a little bit in control of me. Your appliances are smarter than you are. Yeah, it's like, and the other thing is when I clean it, it like it has to. It you stick it in, you plug it in, you say go clean, and then it like you know, vibrates itself and uh, passes fluid through it. And it's like, the thing sounds alive. It's like, "Ah, ah, ah, ah," like that. 
Hey, a couple more notes, it would have been singing somewhere over the rainbow. It's, it's wild, man. I'm just like, you know, it's like, because it's quiet for a little bit, and then you're kind of walking out of the room, and it's like, <laughs> you turn, you know, like, does it have something to say to me? So yeah. Anyway. Don't leave me, Mark. Don't I'm leave just, me. I'm just getting a sense that the future is, is closer than we think. Well, this is the thing, is it? Until this thing has an IP address, I don't really want to talk to it. Yeah, I got to backtrack a minute, though. You know, we were talking about Mac stuff, and uh, and and you know, I couldn't I couldn't butt in front of uh, Nick because you can't ever. Um, and uh, you know, I didn't, so I didn't get a chance to uh, to bring up this thing about you know both of these Apple ads, which is it seems like you know because they don't have any software that runs on their platform, and because they're a minority, Apple users act like they're some sort of oppressed minority. That, you know, the man is out to get them and that they're somehow creative and independent and special, you know, because they're using a Mac Mm. as if somehow spending a lot more money for a not particularly superior product somehow makes you special or independent or it makes no sense. Yeah. And you're spending, don't forget, you're spending too much money. Yes. Right. You're not spending. You're not spending money for better hardware. You're spending money, more money for crappier hardware. Uh, That being said, Mac laptops are actually pretty nice mac laptops are nice but they're still overpriced yeah and they still have no bloody software for them right what i like is the people that tell me like it's still so much better for video editing or for photo editing mm-hmm. when every software that's available on the mac is also available for windows now mm-hmm. it's like they still live in 1992 or something except for eMagic, they were bought by apple and then they quickly discontinued their windows version yeah that was really awful that sucked I because i love that software yeah I used uh, what the a horrible move. Why would you do that? They yeah, just, Apple bought they're eMagic. Apple. They're good at losing yeah. money. Yeah, well, they want you know they want you to buy into the Apple platform to be able to use the eMagic software. Although you know, I do have to say that software That's that great. I used it yeah. was great. But on the PC platform, and I never used it on the Apple platform, it mm. was some of it was kind of buggy. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one thing in particular I didn't like about it is they have this environment where you set up. Uh, instruments and basically it's this drag and drop sort of uml looking connectors uh where you have an object and that represents an instrument and you can take inputs and outputs and stuff and those inputs and outputs are are saved and persisted as numbers like device numbers and so if the order of your devices changes or you you uninstall a device or you take out a device and put one in you know, it doesn't it doesn't recognize that hey, this device has changed. You're just your your whole thing is fucked up. And so, you know, that just little things like that drove me crazy. Like here's a programmer trying to squeeze out every bit of, you know, hard disk space that he can by saving an integer instead of a string and doing a string instead of doing a string compare, just looking up the number, you know, and the result is a piece of crap. You know, Carl, I don't know, you're probably like me, but every once in a while, if I'm using somebody's software, like when the, you know, the parents call me and they say, come over here and take a look at the software, <laughs> do you ever feel compelled to, like, you know, want to track down the programmers that Absolutely. roll the crap you're using and go <laughs> kick some ass? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, even if you guys aren't programmers out there, if you're using software that just sucks, I mean, you know, I think it's okay to feel this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not your fault. It's their fault, in my opinion. Yeah. And, you know, I'm getting the feeling that ass must be kicked. And speaking of ass, Mark, I think now it's time for Amazing Tales of Poo. Will you lay some of that on us, man? <laughs> oh, that's just wrong. Yeah, that's the best segue I've ever heard in my life. I was going to agree with that. That, that 
That was awesome. Yeah. Um, well, last week, you'll recall that I promised the most amazing tale of Pooh ever, and that was going to be this week. Right. And this is this is going to this is going to happen now. I'm a I'm a a, a parent of uh, of two kids uh, and well, well three total, but two young ones now. And uh, I also have two dogs, so I'm uh, you up know, to your ears in poo. Uh, immersed in poo on almost a 24-hour basis. <laughs> so I have, you know, an uh, ability to 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 uh, encounter amazing bits of poo. All right. So the, God, I this, love my life. This story is uh, uh, is involves uh, my son, and uh, this is when he was a baby, uh, so maybe about four years ago, I guess, uh, and. Um, you know, uh, my wife and I were new, relatively new parents, and we're, we're, we're uh, changing him. And uh, it's we take the the diapers off, and she's got one leg kind of held up, and I've got the other leg held up, and uh, we're we're he's in the crib, and uh, so his bottom's kind of up, and we're I guess either we just, I think we just wiped him, or we're getting ready to wipe him, or put the diaper on, or something like that. But his bottom is elevated up above the the edge of the crib, uh, and. All of a sudden, out of his butt, squirts a horizontal stream of poo with amazing force. And it's, oh the stream is about like a quarter inch in diameter, shooting horizontally out, hits the door, Ugh. splatters and shoots everywhere, right oh. between us. It shoots right between Cindy and I, and we're just like, our eyes are open. And this lasts for about like 12 seconds, just nonstop with amazing force. Jeez. And then we and it splatters like all over the place, ricocheting out the door. We stop and we're staring at each other. We look, and no poo has hit us, and yet all around us is poo. And we are like, <laughs> we are like, okay, well, that could have been really, really bad. That was only slightly bad. Oh, of course, yeah. Poo everywhere is just slightly, slightly right. Bad. I mean, that could have been like, like mentally scarring, right? So, and and it turned out like the parts where it splattered wasn't too bad, but it was like it was unbelievable so i you know we were i was thinking about you know you how know, far did it shoot weapons for the military or something after that i'm sorry what'd you say how far did it shoot um it it was about like five feet from the door four to five feet from the door it wow. was amazing for us i tell you it's not more than like a quarter inch i mean it was just a, i mean i didn't know that that part of your body could you know focus so tightly wow well, he you must know, have I have to say, it's the first time that I hear a whole sentence with the words poo, stream, and amazing force all together. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been the first time that's ever been said in the history of the world. You know, life is disgusting when it comes right down to it. So you said disgusting. Well, I don't – I'm just glad – like imagine had her hit her or me, like we'd never live that down, Right. True. You'd never be able to tell that story. I couldn't. I wouldn't have been able to tell. Well, if it hit her, I could tell you the story. So it's really a story of triumph, you know, of over this uh, this episode. You triumphed. You you were unscathed. It was it was kind of like those, you know, you like yeah, miss me, you know, kind of thing. Nice try. <laughs> yeah. Well, next you were waiting for the child's head to spin around, spew some pea soup, and stick to the ceiling. I don't know, man. Yeah, Mark. Um, if you ever invite me for dinner or something at your place, um, remind me to say no. <laughs> okay. Because any place that's Dude, got... we cleaned it up. We, we, we steamed the room, man. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I would move. Did you use a Chesapeake steamer or whatever the heck that was? It was the... Cincinnati, I think, is what it was. Cincinnati <laughs> steamer. Cleveland steamer. Cleveland steamer. Sorry, sorry, Cleveland. My, my Bad choice of words, Cincinnati. man. Nick, huh? there's what? a basic thing that happens to you when you become a parent. You learn to deal with a certain level of biological debris. You can always recognize the parent because that's the one <laughs> where the child can actually take a Cheerio out of their mouth Put it in the parent's mouth, and not only will they allow it to be there, but they'll chew it and say, mmm. <laughs> no, we don't do that, man. Okay, now ask me if I want kids. 
<laughs> well, that would involve actually having a woman anywhere near you, wouldn't it? Oh, come on. Oh, well, let's not go there. Don't, let's not go there, man. He's still, he's still trying to get over that Russian girl that was married. I guess. <laughs> yeah, she was hot, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that was... We got that impression. Her shirt was real tight, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, buttons almost ripping, yeah. Almost ripping, man. And you know that Russian thread, it's like not as strong as the U.S. thread. That That's right. The buttons on. <laughs> over in the so U.S., the buttons go on trees. much better. So anyway, well, that was my amazing st- tale of poo. Next week, I will tell a, a story of, uh, I guess I'd call it international poo. Uh, this is a British poo story. Oh, good. Another amazing tale of poo. Stunning. We, it was a, uh, uh, there were three jaws dropped wide open when they saw this poo. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, anyway, you know, I want to play a song that, um, it, you know, podcasters are, are a little bit uh, hesitant to play music that is copyright, you know, for fear of copyright infringement. Uh-huh. But I got the feeling that if I play this song, nobody's going to want to claim responsibility for it. So, I mean, it's just one of those songs that is out there in the public domain and it sort of can't go public, you know. Whoever did it just is totally ashamed of it and, uh, you know, they want it to be passed along like this. So I'm not even going to mention who it is. I'm just going to play it. And I'm also going to mention that we used to play this after .NET Rocks uh, was done recording. Oh, God. For the people in the chat room. Oh, God. And it became a regular request. Uh, So here you go. Everybody's fucking but me. <laughs> I just can't seem to get laid. This should be Karen's theme song. I know, yeah. Some oh, girls God. even ball two or three. Beautiful, man. And then they just seem to trade. The violins. I can't get laid. <laughs> A dazzling urbanite like me. I have to sing a duo with this woman. Wonderful. I love that, man. And though it's well made, my pussy's useful. Only when I pee. Everybody's fucking but me. I'm dying of terminal lust. Christ, it's so depressing to see. My plumbing covered with rust. <laughs> My sex life is so gloomy. Even my dog won't do me. 
some chart. I guess I just don't have no class. Lustful guys behind every tree. It's just a pain in the ass. The men just seem to duck me. We really can't take credit for that, and, and we got to give credit where credit is due. So I'm going to tell you who it is. Uh, the the artist is Derwood Douche, D O U C H E, and I think it's from I think it's called Why Me God. Everybody's fucking but me, and uh, you know, go find that in a, in a record store. Don't just try to download that somewhere. Go go support them and tell them how great they are, and that you heard them on Mondays. So there. Was that sufficient enough to not get sued for playing that, I think? Uh, no, but it was awesome, man. It was a great it song. It was awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a great sure. song. <laughs> Did you say stunner? That was a stunner. Stunner. Was a stunner. Oh, yeah. Stunner. Uh, I'm completely moved here. And now it's time where Mark Miller is going to lay on us all the people that are dumber than him this week. All those dumb people out there. Doing you a service, making you feel better about yourself by pointing out those among us who uh, are dumber than you. Take it away, Mark. All right, man. Well, you know, it's I, I, I was thinking one of the things I'd like to add to this is, you know, maybe I'll tell a few stories about when I was, like, pretty dumb. Uh, oh, okay. And I, I actually realized that uh, I have uh, I've actually done a few qualifying things um, for, like, the Darwin Awards almost. You know, the Darwin Awards, I think you have to die. Yeah, you have to do something really dumb, and it causes your death, and then you're like a, a candidate. They give like you, you can, you're supposed to take yourself out of the gene pool. You've already reproduced, so you not only have to die, you have to kill your kids in the process. No, they give honorable mention, though. They give honorable mention to people yeah, who survive. Yeah, I get survive. honorable mention, I think, is what I can do. Yeah. And, uh, and, and uh, there's a few things I've done, but you know, the thing I think that is the most qualifying for um, uh, the, uh, the Darwin Awards uh, is a uh, – this happened to me when my, my daughter was um, – uh, oh, she was in school, and they had something. It was around uh, Halloween, and they had something called a, a father-daughter Halloween kind of special thing. Mm. And so we we're supposed to go in costume. And so I created a costume uh, called uh, Darth Goofy, and it was essentially a Darth Vader mask. And I was going to put some uh, goofy ears on it, and some goofy buck teeth out at the front, and you know, put a little Darth Vader, you know, voice thing, so I could go with like the. <sighs> Luke, Luke, I'm your father. 
let's go fishing, Luke. Like that kind of a thing. You know, hey, is Disney going to sue us for that? That wasn't, I was. That was You're going to hell, man. Straight to hell. And so like Lucas and Disney will sue us. Like, yeah. Because of what, those last seconds, few seconds. Well, anyway, I'm like putting the, the mask together and uh, I'm uh, gluing on the, uh, I cut some slits in the top and I, you know, I got the mask upside down and I'm, I'm uh, uh, putting hot glue in the, uh, in the top of the, top of the mask, filling it up for the, uh, to get the ears um, glued on. And uh, I let it cool down a little bit, and I stick it on my head. But I didn't let it cool down enough, and the hot glue was still, like, really hot because I put a lot in there. Mm. And I uh, start screaming uh, uh, through. Of course, all they can hear is because I got the microphone kind of wired up is the, you know, like, like help, help. I <laughs> the butt teeth on the front, and I'm uh, running around the house trying to pull the mouse or the mask off of my head uh, while my wife is just laughing oh, and, uh, God. And, and not helping me. So. You know, Mark, I give myself one bonehead move a year, yeah. and uh, you know, every once every year, I do at least one bonehead thing. One of them, yeah. one year, I, uh, I I was driving home from Boston on the Massachusetts Pike, and on the Mass Pike, there's you know, it basically goes all the way out towards uh, well, geez, it it hooks up with what 84, and then continues on in New York and goes across the country practically, but. So, but I wanted to get off and where it splits into 395, essentially take 395 south into Connecticut. And I was spacing out and I was listening to something or whatever. And I drove right by the exit. And you know how long it took me before I figured out that I had missed the exit for Connecticut? I was in Springfield, Massachusetts. I mean, I was, I had drove like another 50 miles before I realized, holy shit, I had missed this exit 50 miles ago. Yeah. You know, hey, this isn't uh, Connecticut. I can meet you there, Carl. All right, well, that was just one year. I have more. <laughs> yeah, but don't you guys want to know if I ever got the mask off my head? Well, of course. Don't you know what happened? No, no I never did. It's still, so it's still No, attached. I got it on, but my wife was laughing hysterically. I was like, it was, I, you know, nothing worse than hot glue. And then, of course, the, to add, you know, to the humiliation, you're looking like Darth Vader running around the house trying to rip your head off. Yeah, that sucks. I hate that anyway, that was you know not on video, but it actually happened. Anyway, um, so I got like a couple things. I got uh, like some bits in the news, and okay. uh, and I also have a, uh, some 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 uh, some uh, visual ones as well. Um, okay. I thought I'd start with the visual ones because they're kind of fun. Um, these all are in a theme of uh, transporting uh, stuff. Okay. If you recall last week we did a, we had a there was a great one where there was that that car that pacer like thing that had all right. the uh, uh, the wood on top that completely smashed it because it was just overloaded and it went right. through a corner. So right, if you right. haven't heard, seen that, you can listen to last week's show. But this week we've got more along those themes of uh, of uh, stuff transporting stuff. The first one is shrinkster.com slash thirty eight a, and this is. Uh, this is a guy who's uh, bringing some uh, wood home from the. Uh, oh no! From the wood place. <laughs> from the wood place. He's yeah, the place that they sweet carrying wood on a scooter. On a scooter, and yeah, it's I'm at waiting, least yeah. I'll wait for him to go. You know, yeah, at least twenty corner, feet. I want to see him go through an overpass. Yeah, I want to see him take a corner. <laughs> I mean, talk about talk about some you or know a little crosswind on a bridge. All right. So so anyway, the, I, that's number. That's the first one. The next one's at shrinkster dot com slash thirty eight d, thirty eight d. 
Okay. I like that number, 38D. That's a good number. There's something about it, too, that there's a resonance to me. I'm not sure what it is. This guy is... uh, Whoa. He's transporting, it looks like, two cars on the back of him. He does have two cars. I'm looking at that power line ahead. It's a flatbed (laughs) truck that has a pickup on it and then a van on top of that with no wheels. And he's about to go under an overpass. Oh, well, under a a stoplight with a... Quite yeah, a that's low. looking pretty perilously close. Yeah, is there a follow-up picture to this one? That'd be yeah, great. I'd love to see. You that. know, I don't have a follow-up to it. I'm sorry. Now, yeah, the, wow. and then Cooked the last on the one is shrinkster.com/slash/38e, as an echo. 38e. This is. Uh, <laughs> oh my Palms god! com. And this is uh, <laughs> this is like a bunch of guys in a little uh, little shack on top of a car. And the front of the car's got a front of a boat mounted to it. Yeah. And uh, and they're all drinking. Caddy. And they're all drinking. Yeah, they're all drinking. And of course, you know, I want to be the guy who's driving is what I want to be the guy who's driving. And on the side of the car, it says, you've got to be tough if you're going to be stupid. Wow. Yeah. So they know, I guess. So that's the, the, the visual part of it. English, motherfucker, do you speak it? That was uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Thank you very much, Samuel. Hey, you know what? Speaking of which, you guys may have, may have heard heard this or know where this is. I saw this once. I've never been able to find the site since. It's a site with uh, Samuel Jackson sayings that you can click on. Yeah, that's from, what from that's what that movies. was. That's huh? what that was, man. Oh, you, so you know what that is? Can you yeah. give me a shrinkster for that, man? Because sure I would can. love to get to that again. Sure. The Michael that. Jackson one's better. Which one? There's a Michael Jackson one. Oh no, man! I love this one, the, the, the Samuel Jackson one. What is it with Jacksons and soundboards? I don't know. It's weird. It's shrinkster.com slash 38F. 38F. Thanks, As in Frank. As in Frank. I will go there. Okay. So then they... Say what again! Say what again! I dare you! I double dare you, motherfucker! Say what one more goddamn time! (laughs) Are you sure? Are you really sure? Shit, yeah. What country you from? What? What ain't no country I ever heard of. They speak English and what? Say what again. Say what again. I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Okay. Sweet, man. All right. Well, anyway. Yeah, that's nice. Thank yeah. you so much, man. You're welcome. I yeah. have like, you know, I'm, I'm a complete man again. All right. So where were we before <laughs> we were so uh Dude, there's an extended interrupted. version, Carl. Holy no? crap. Really? Click on extended on the bottom. You mean more soundboards here? No, it says... Oh, oh, Samuel Jackson extended. Click it. You're, this is going to blow your mind. Holy wow. shit! Wow. This looks like the CLR map here, man. What is this? <laughs> I'm proud of you. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Hamburger! The cornerstone of any amazing. Great find, Jeff. So where is it exactly, Shrinkster what? Well, it's we started it here. We'll get a new Shrinkster for the new one here. You ever had a big kahuna burger? What country are you from? <laughs> you were saying? Yo, how you doing, man? It's Jewel. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. All right, well, if I can't, <laughs> I can't uh, I have to stop or you else we'll be it. here all day. Okay, I got 38G is, is the shrinkster.com slash 38G if you want to get to that page we were all, like, stunned by with the detail. This, this is amazing. All right. I love this. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely right. complete. I need to make one for Keanu Reeves. 
Oh, definitely. <laughs> Whoa. I actually have a Whoa. great collection Whoa. of uh, <laughs> Cartman sound bites. Oh, cool. Great. All right, so let's hear the, the actual stories of people in the news that are dumber than you, Mark. Sure, 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 sure. Well, the, the first one we have is a, uh, there's a ghost who haunted an Italian castle ends up going to jail. <laughs> This is from uh, Yahoo News, and it's uh, there's a Polish woman who pretended to be a ghost and uh, haunted an Alpine castle, uh, where she uh, she she ran uh, the uh, the castle's cultural center, and uh, police were called in to investigate uh, mysterious creaking doors and unex- other unexplained noises of the night heard in this uh, 15th century uh, castle called Drano near the Swiss and Austrian borders. And uh, they put video cameras in and uh, revealed the noises to be uh, uh, to be man-made, well, actually, uh, woman-made, and ended up arresting this uh, 42-year-old woman. How embarrassing! So, uh, anyway, uh, uh, I, I liked that. One. I thought that one was pretty good. Course, Can you imagine I, you being know, her? I know what she said, you know, she was saying, you know, and I would have gotten away with it too if it hadn't been for with you meddling kids. Yes, great Scooby-Doo ending. Excellent. Yeah, I know. Isn't it funny? I mean, it's like, it's just perfect. It's like an episode of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> nah, so, I would have gone away with it, too. Yeah. It weren't for you we're meddling, for you meddling kids. kids. You know, I actually say that a lot. I say that phrase a lot. <laughs> I don't know if it's to my kids or what, but I do know I say that phrase a lot. <clears throat> um, let's see. Uh, now, the other, the other, now, you may recall, this is kind of a recurring th- you know, th- topic that we've been discussing here. The... Uh, the, um, the the cheeseburger with the, with with the face of God on it. Or oh, the grilled the, cheese sandwich, yeah. Yeah, the grilled cheese sandwich with the face of uh, the Virgin Mary on it. Right. Listen to show number, what was that, one or two or one of those? I, I, I think it was the second show. Two three, we talked about it a bit, and it seems like we talk about it almost every time. Uh, okay. And, and as you guys know, I mean, I have the uh, I, I have that poo in my fridge in the Ziploc. It's in a Ziploc, by the way. I'm not a freak, okay? <laughs> but, it, but that looks like Dick Cheney. And I'm just <laughs> saving that up to s- see if that brings me any luck. But, you know, because I'm just trying to get it, get it, cash in on this like everybody else is. But there's a, uh, a, a guy in Geneva who, uh, you know, after he found out the, 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 this chick got, uh, you know, $65,000 for the uh, grilled cheese sandwich, uh, who reveals he's got an oyster with an image of Christ on it. An oh, oyster. No. Yeah, an oyster. And he, he found it like two years ago. Um, he doesn't report on whether it's bringing him uh, any money from any local casinos, like it's bringing him any luck, but uh, he's ready to sell that one too. Is there a picture? Uh, shrinkster.com slash 38H. And the, and the photo's a little bit small, so you're going to have to look in there. It, it kind of looks like Jimmy Durante to me. Jimmy Durante <laughs> with the nose. You can actually click on the picture. Oh, you, you get a bigger, a bigger one? one? Oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. That looks like a... A cartoon or something. That's, that's what I'm saying. Jimmy Durante is what it looks like. Yeah, Jimmy Durante. Big nose. Yeah I, yeah, I don't think that's Christ, man. That does not look like no. Christ to me. Oh, I see. Those two things at the top that look like barnacles, those aren't the eyes. The eyes are actually down below where the nose is. Right, right, right. Right yeah. there above the nose on either side. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's still... I, I don't see it, man. Yeah, I am yeah, I, I think I got better better luck with my that's with a bit my of a stretch than he does with you know you know it's like those those three d pictures where you're supposed to let your gaze go out of focus and you <laughs> like an owl in three d or yeah, something I think that's it took me like it. years to see those things oh yeah I know stereograms 
It's it's a little bit exactly. Yeah, gotta, Thank you. Like, I'm just not seeing Jesus. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not, I have to agree with you, man. It's it, 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 moisture, though. We I must th- be non-believers or something. I was going to say that reflects on your religious values. Then you know that you don't see him. Only those that believe will see him. Yeah. You know? And then Maybe. my favorite story, and this is uh, was in San Francisco. Uh, a, 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 a management consultant was speaking at a, a middle school. And uh, among other career on career day at the school, he's telling the kids about careers that they could pursue. And among other careers, he mentioned that uh, 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 he included stripping and exotic dancing, and uh, mentioned that they could pay uh, twenty five two hundred fifty thousand dollars or more a year. Oh my god! On your bus size. Wow. And he uh, continued to, to, to say that it's sick, but it's true. The truth of the matter is you can earn a tremendous amount of money as an exotic dancer, if that's your desire. Eighth grade? The eighth graders. Yeah, man. Middle school is grade six to grade eight. Oh, jeez. Yeah, eighth graders. So the, uh, uh, he included the, uh, exotic dancing on his list of uh, 140 potential careers. The kids, of course, egged him on and trapped him into saying this by saying, you know, explaining, you know, what, what's going on. He, he said, for every two inches up there, you should get another $50,000 on your Oh, salary. my God. Nice quantification. <laughs> You're fired. This is unbelievable, man, that the That's guys insane. actually figured this out. You know, it's not like they tricked him into saying it, I think. I think he, uh, uh, I think the guy's been obsessing a little bit about Maybe it. Maybe just a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was career day, right? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, the, the other piece of advice that uh, the parents were upset about is that he, uh, he told them to, uh, uh, to focus <laughs> on finding what you really love to do. And uh, one of the parents was upset because the kid said, I'm going to be a, f- I'm going to fish when I grow up. I really love to fish. <laughs> so, ah, you see now that's just wrong. See, no, but the thing is, I think that advice is actually pretty good, you know, because you don't want to. I mean, if you if you don't if you're not passionate about what you do, you know, you're you're not going to be passionate about doing it well. You know? So you might as well. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and there's no money in fish, but exotic dancer. I mean, actually, not a dope. You know what? My my cousin was was a fisherman up in Alaska, and although it's extremely dangerous, there's a lot of money in that. In uh, yeah, Alaskan crab, king crab fishing. Yeah, you get to get on Very a boat. Very lucrative. Just a variety of this stuff. Not even, yeah. not even that. But there's, they just pay a lot of money. Yeah, because of you know twenty percent chance of dying. Yeah, something along so those. They, they can afford to pay a lot of money because they don't pay half the guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and exotic dancers. I mean, you, you can't die. You've got protection, bouncers, and everything. I mean, you can't go wrong. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, well, we can explore that later. I just think, you know, 8th grade's a little young for that. I mean, let's wait till ninth or 10th grade at least. At least. Right? Oh, okay. Jesus. <laughs> Dear God. What the fuck was he thinking, man? So that's what I got, man. Okay, cool. That was cool. That was very cool. Well, um, we're going to end the show with uh, a tribute to our friend Rory Blythe, who's been ill. And uh, he's been, uh, you know, you may have been wondering where Rory is. He's basically just overworked and, and extremely tired and actually sick. He's developed bronchitis and um, hasn't been able. He's been sort of coughing his way through .NET Rocks, but but has been really too sick to uh, to join us. So uh, this is uh, one of his original songs that we're going to play to uh, end the show. This is for you, my friend. Hope you feel better from all of us on Mondays.
But oh my God, hearts be so old. I know, I know, I know, I know. Nothing I can do but let it go. That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for uh, tuning in. I'd like to thank my, uh, on behalf of myself and Jeff Maciolik in the sound room. I'd like to thank Nick Landry and uh, Richard Campbell, Mark Miller, of course. You guys are awesome. Stay well. Have a good week. Love each other. See ya. See ya.